0: Hello friends! Hola! It's Caitlin and Chanica with Get Checkered, which is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. Oh my gosh, how are you gal? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> it's been an exhausting week, but we have made it to Sunday at least, which is nice. I had a um, school rock me like a boat this week we had two very technical presentations we had business presentation um and then I had to write my professional engineering ethics exam just in the middle of all of that so that was fun but it's all in the past now thank (laughs) you lord (laughs) well how's your week been
0: honestly very similar like if you're watching this on youtube um you'll see that my hair is a wreck uh (laughs) And it's probably reflective of how my life has been. No, just lots of late nights at work, which is not ideal. So really, really tired. I came home on Friday and all I did was just go straight to my bedroom and like lay there until like qualifying which was obviously it's such a shit time for us <laughs> um that's how tired I am but I'm excited that we're finally at the Australian Grand Prix because we didn't get to watch it last year
1: no I know so it's kind of fun it's still like a new track for us to talk about track facts even though it's everyone else is well aware of this track but we have to get our track facts in for this episode exactly but before we do
0: that we have a few headlines Um, the first thing, Caitlin, I don't know if you saw this was (laughs) the rule change that they made. So there was a few, um, the first one though, is I think specifically targeting max where we all know this after there's the safety car, he will goat, whoever's leading, like he'll pull up right beside them just to like, kind of goat them into starting or like trying to screw up with them, their mental state or whatever it is. And formula one basically said, Nope. No more, none of that. <laughs> and what's even So better, does he have to stay like behind the rear yeah. wheels or? Oh, okay. You
1: have to stay behind whoever's leading behind the safety car. Uh, can't or just be like a few centimeters behind the nose of the car. I'm taking it as you have to be behind the whole car itself.
0: You have to be behind the whole car. And what's so funny is that they had diagrams too when they made the rule change to make sure that no one- <laughs> Would be like, Oh no, but yeah, that's the rule. But like, technically did I do it? You know what I mean? Like the usual stuff that happens in formula one. So the Max Verstappen role was in place. And, Mm. um, actually he was even in today's race, which we'll of course dive into, uh, (laughs) his own team reminded him of that actually during one of the safety cars was like, Hey, make sure you're not doing that. So that was funny. I mean, important, but I still thought funny. And then another real change was just around jewelry, how the drivers oh, are yeah. wearing jewelry. And it's just so bizarre. Because as we know, Lewis Hamilton has piercings. I don't know about the rest of the drivers. But Lewis has been in the sport for literally forever. And <laughs> nothing's changing. I, he, today's race, he did wear his jewelry and it was like, whatever. You know, his piercings were still in and he went into his car. But I, I don't really know why I mean it probably
1: is like a safety thing maybe is it just like a Australian GP thing or was that a full all races thing a full all races thing looks like Hmm. well I mean like that's probably better than just making it for the Australian (laughs) Australian Grand Prix but yeah those were the the two that popped into my mind and I heard about the jewelry thing because there was a TikTok I saw about Max and Lewis actually at the conference early um like earlier and they were joking with each other about that and then I was just like listening to it and I'm like you guys are ridiculous Lewis <laughs> is like oh something about like oh we know Max has a nipple ring or something <laughs> it's like what are you guys what is this <laughs> at least they can like laugh and have fun together that's nice after whatever happened last season but
0: yeah, I saw that video, too, where I was just like, you know what? Have some fun. And Max had encountered with, like, you want me to show it to you again? And I'm uh, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the headlines this week.
1: Um, And then the one I really liked um, was so everyone had to go to Australia and Mick went early. And he's just like the most wholesome person <laughs> <that> I've <laughs> ever seen. So he's like surfing, super cool. But then he goes to the Steve Irwin wildlife facility um, and he's hanging out with Robert Irwin, so his son. And just like, it's so sweet. (laughs) He's just (laughs) at this wildlife reserve, watching him play like with all the animals. Um, Yeah, just Mick is a great person. Mick is someone we have to protect at all costs.
0: I agree.
1: He's just such a gem. He's just so sweet. He's just so sweet. Um. Honestly, I think that's about it. Though I didn't get much more headlines this week.
0: No, I just thought the rule changes were so funny because I'm like, I don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> but we are in Australia, hey? Yes, yes, very nice. I would be nice to be there right now. Seriously, I agree. But um, yeah, like we kind of said a bit earlier, uh, we haven't recorded a podcast when they've been raising in Australia. Uh, until this race so we'll go through our typical track trackbacks as always a new new experience for us <laughs> um so this is the albert park in melbourne uh the track is laid out around albert park lake um this is about three kilometers south of the central business district in melbourne um it's a street circuit with some characteristics in each sector that are reconstructed annually for more of a racetrack style so not the concrete barriers right beside you there's grass and gravel runoffs It's considered a quite fast and relatively easy to drive track. Um, And Shanika broke down all the layout changes um, in the last episode, actually. But long story short, I think, Shanika, you'll agree with this. The changes definitely seem to help with overtaking. It was a very eventful race. Yeah, 100%. Um, And then there is a contract at this um, track until 2025. Um, There's 16 turns. It's 5.3 kilometers circuit, 58 laps. It's a clockwise circuit. So some of the past winners is like a mixed bag. So we had Valtteri winning in 2019, Seb 2018, 2017, Nico 2016, Lewis 2015, back to Nico I think for 2014. So it hasn't been that consistent for constructors or for drivers. So I guess like, we'll see. (laughs) Um, And I think, so Schumacher had four wins here, which is the max number of wins for a driver. Um, Someone else had that as well, but just it's a Schumacher kind of legacy at this track. Um, Some tire info, I thought was actually pretty interesting looking it up. So they went the medium range, Air quoting for sure because it's the C two, the C three for your hard and medium, but instead of going to a C four for the soft, they actually went all the way to a C five, so the very softest you could get for the soft. So, right, they just kind of like skipped over the C four. Um, and what I got from the Prelli website, quote unquote, is. As a temporary facility, Albert Park used to be quite bumpy, but the new asphalt may have reduced this. The new surface could offer low grip, so scoring two out of five, and reasonably contain levels of asphalt abrasion, which is set to result in moderate wear. The whole track is likely to be very, quote unquote, green and slippery at the start of the weekend, with a high degree of evolution expected, so marks four out of five. Traction is important to get a good drive out of the shorts, straights, and corners while breaking and lateral forces are average. The severity of loads is also average with overall tire stress again, average three out of five. Okay. Um so and like tires did we're a very interesting topic, I guess, during the race. We'll get into that, but <laughs> some interesting strategies. Um, and then we're just gonna say a little bit about Melbourne because why not? It's fun. <laughs> Um, so Melbourne is considered like I don't know. Do you can does anyone in Australia consider Melbourne like that East Coast when people say I'm going to the East Coast of Australia? I don't think it might be, but it's also on the south. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> much the south, in my opinion. But I mean, anyone can correct me on that. It's just north of the island of Tasmania. Um, it's in the state of Victoria. It's the capital um, of Victoria and the most populous. So second most populous in the whole country behind greater Sydney area and I know there's that great rivalry between the two cities and the capital of Australia Canberra if I'm pronouncing that right is right in the middle because <laughs> they couldn't pick either of those as the capital <laughs> I thought that was a fun Melbourne is often referred to as Australia's cultural capital and sporting capital. Okay. Um, and just some, some people, some famous peeps from Melbourne, Oscar Piastri's hometown. Because we know Danny Brick is from Perth. He's not from Melbourne, yeah. but um, Oscar actually is. Um, and then we have like the Hemsworth brothers. <laughs> They're all Melbournes. Um, Steve Irwin, Kylie Minogue, Kate Blanchett, my Lord of the Rings fan, like amazing woman. Um, <laughs> They're all from Melbourne, so it's like a lot of people. What over five million in the greater area, so lots of people from Melbourne. Great place to be. Very like um. I remember when I went there, like it, the temperature is very a mixed bag as well. Like it can change sure. a lot in a day, almost like Calgary vibes, but not the same weather as Calgary. But it can it can vary throughout the day. Um. But yeah, that's Melbourne. Super fun. We should go there one day and watch Larry Shani. I was going to say Australia's moving up on the
0: list, um, but also I was thinking <laughs> uh, we got to create a giant list of so the ones that we want to go to and start knocking them
1: off. <laughs> we'll just, we should make a lot of money and then take a year <laughs> off work and around the
0: world uh before we dive into quality we're going to have an ad break so with pod power our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of albertans and alberta podcasters this episode edmonton community foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to Bookwoman. Bookwoman is a podcast about editing, publishing and writing indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they enjoy. Guests include indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomanpodcast.ca. Did you have a
1: chance to watch Quali at all? No. <laughs> yeah. So people have <laughs> been a useless podcast.
0: No, I don't even think it's that. So one of the things for us is that, Oh, the, the, everything was pretty late in the evening. I would say night for us here. So I personally thought that this would be like the time. This is finally when we get to watch some races, but turns out we're old. Um, and <laughs> having to stay up past, you know, one or after a long week of work. It's just not the vibe. So <laughs> I did catch, um, Q1 and Q2 also to the Chronicle, uh, the F1 Chronicle family. I'm so sorry. I was supposed to record with them, but I could not stay up until two to three to record. So apologies, but there was some surprises. One being McLaren. Holy crap. Finally seemed to, I mean, figure it out ish enough to get lando into p4 which after how they started the season i was like oh thank god it was just such a disaster and then the other notes are just more so around like depressing things so the canadian boys continue to embarrass our country there are lots of things to be embarrassed about when it comes to being canadian but when it comes to formula one and being canadian lance Stroll and nicholas the tp are just like (laughs) So as we, as you probably saw, there was an accident, Lance Stroll essentially like turned into Nicholas Latifi. And when it happened, I was actually watching it. I was still up at this time and I physically cringed because we know how expensive it is nowadays. And with the cost cap coming in for them to get into an accident Initially, my reaction was like everybody else's, I think, where we were like, oh, my God, Nicholas Latifi again, because he's had already, what, like two or three accidents and we're three races in. Like, what is happening with this man? Um, Turns out, though, it was Lance Stroll's fault, which is, you know, apologies to Nicholas Latifi, but still it's just so much damage um, at the beginning end of the season for both Aston Martin and Williams. So just not great. Uh, like I said, it was found that Lance Stroll was at fault. And uh, I think it's one of the crew, one of, I can't remember his name, Tomo, who's a YouTuber. I, I believe he posted photos of how many times Lance Stroll's done this. He's done this like five times apparently where he will turn into the person that's coming up on his side. So it's, uh, that's sure. just funny <laughs> anyways. Um, also, so that I believe happened Q2, maybe Q1, I can't remember, but the other sort of low light was Q three. At this point, your girl was asleep because you could not stay up for that. Uh, Alondo and was an Alpine in general, which just showing a lot of speed through the entire qualifying and Friday as well. And then Q3 happened and he was on this flying lap. And then he binned it too. So he got into a bit of an accident. And it stopped the session and completely screwed up Carlos Science qualifying, which is why um, in the end, he just wasn't where he wanted to be. And then the other sort of low light is that Valtteri, who's had 103 Q3 appearances, unfortunately didn't make his 104th. So he did not continue on that streak. Uh, he said it was something with his like rear wing. That was the issue. But to be honest, he had enough speed that he could have done it. So it was kind of disappointing to see, uh, in the end, our final results were Charles in P one, not surprising followed by max in P two, Sergio in P three, then Lando Lewis and George P seven is Danny being Esteban Ocon P nine, Carlos signs again, not great. P10, Fernando Alonso, also not great because I do think Fernando could have been in like that P6 range, um, followed by everyone else. So Pierre Gasly was P11, um, uh, Valtteri was P12, Yuki was P13, P14 was Guan Yu, P15, Schumacher and P16 k and then rounding up the bottom there is Sebastian Vettel at P17, um, both Albon and Lance Stroll were serving penalties um, based off of last week's race. So, um, are camp, basically they were just starting at the back. It didn't really matter.
1: This is interesting because we know how the race went and Albon started P19. Yeah. He was in the back, the wow. very, very
0: back. Yeah. He did really well. And you're, like you said, it is interesting because seeing where Carlos was seeing where Al- Alondo, uh, Alonzo was just people did not end up doing what they thought like what we thought they would do I personally. Well,
1: and I knew that like the results weren't great for Carlos and Valtteri going into the race because I'm like wow yeah. did I screw up my grid rival team this week <laughs> It's like everyone was in the bottom half pretty much except Lewis babe So this a great, like- great start i i did not have high hopes for
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i had like a little bit of just like oh this is gonna work itself out so my grid rival team i'm currently in 20th caitlin's in
1: third which is like so good um and i dropped the spot because of this so i mean as um our oh boy Christian Horner would say damage limitation but damage would have been a lot <laughs> worse
0: that's <laughs> exactly it um I didn't adjust my team though which was like a rookie mistake there
1: uh so anyways should have done that but, yeah. like shout out to yeah as you were saying the McLaren guys Lando Ford Danny seven I know Home race to finally get into a Q3 and do well
0: Exactly. Especially with how much they've struggled, right? All so far. It sounds like we're saying all year, but just with the way, I guess the contrast is that Ferraris just hit the ground, not running. Like, I don't know what's more intense than running, but more intense than running. So all the other cars and drivers just living up to that, it's just not been so great. So to have McLaren actually qualify, position themselves well and Lando and P4 I'm like oh my god I did not think that would happen for you this season <laughs> the way
1: that things like, were going we'll get into what they say about that after the race in their post race but like yeah. yeah yeah I hope we see more of that and I wonder if this is even a combo for during the race but when do we think that teams will catch up to Ferrari I have no idea and I don't even know if it's
0: going to happen this year to be really? honest Because they keep saying, like, oh, you know, we'll develop the car, we'll develop the car. But, like, how much can you develop the car with the cost caps coming in and the engine freeze, right, until 2026? Like, what are you going to (laughs) do?
1: Because, yeah, Ferrari's just absolutely running away with this.
0: Yeah, right now, especially. Especially Poor poor Carlos. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about Carlos, our sweet boy. I have like cute little headings for all the notes I compiled Caitlin and I, <laughs> and I'm like,
1: I think they're penny. So I think y'all enjoy them too. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing them too. <laughs> so uh, before we get to race day, a quick ad break. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly utilities provider in Alberta offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. So if you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of those utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. Um, As you, the consumer, have the choice of who you pay your bills to, why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca.
0: Awesome
1: race day. Let's do it. Race night. Race First. night. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely thought, like, I thought it being a 10 o'clock race Vancouver time, it'd be like a party. We'd be freaking watching this and having fun. Yeah. It was not, I was not fun. <laughs> Asleep. I had a nap before to make sure I would be awake the whole time and I, <laughs> Definitely overslept for like 10, 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, I think this comes back know. to you and Oops. I'm being like old because I thought the same thing, right? I was like with my wonderful partner. We went and had dinner. And then I was like, okay, like we're gonna be able to stay up. Like we can do this. Fell asleep for 30 minutes on his couch. Um, while and then finally like race started and we got halfway through, and then he passed out for
1: half of it so he's like yeah I'm like this did not work out well for us this Oh, give us an eight o'clock race in the morning we'll be fine Europe's coming up exactly we can manage that it turns out mm-hmm. so we can't manage
0: the late evenings um but like I said I titled everything uh sort of I think interestingly but the one of the takeaways or kind of lowlights and highlights was just that this race was Carlos's hell, but also was Charles's glory, hey? Definitely,
1: like the whole weekend.
0: Yeah. yeah, just not it at all.
1: Which is, so last year we saw them so evenly matched with each other, yeah. right? But this year we're seeing the gap between them grow over these races. Um, and I know um, Benodo was asked after the race about, How when he's like, I know Carlos had a rough weekend. Like I'm just afraid he's going to get into a downward downward spiral now because he overthinks. Well, he doesn't overthink. He thinks a lot about stuff. Yeah. Um. And so he's seeing the fact that like he's obviously becoming like the second driver in people's minds right now.
0: Yeah, and actually that was one of the questions I was going to pose to you. So right off the bat for Carlos, we know he's in P9, and but we know that the Ferrari is fast, right? So if you can get around these freaking cars, I was thinking at least like a top three finish if you game some pit yeah, stops. Okay. Yep. Yeah, right. No, absolutely not. And the problem began even before they started because a minute, not even a minute, like less than 30 seconds before they lights went out, um, they had to swap his steering wheel to a backup mm-hmm. one. And Karun, if you're watching the Sky News uh, broadcast, talked through actually what happened at the start, which was that he had to, I'm gonna butcher this. I am so sorry, um, but that when the lights went out, he went to go start, but then there's like a specific lights that came up on his steering wheel, which means that he had to like pull the clutch back and basically restart again. But at that point he had already lost so much momentum in five spots. Oh, no. So yeah, uh, he dropped to P14, like right out the gate, which was not great. Our poor boy. Oh, poor boy. <laughs> And uh, doesn't get any better for him, so
1: <laughs> apparently not. Like I think, but I I think that puts you in such a frazzled mindset from the start.
0: Um. And he started on hard, which we could tell in this race. It took a while for them to like get in the like the hard tires to get in the right zone of having enough grip, which like came to bite him in the ass on lap three, where. He wasn't the only one that went and cut some grass on that turn. Uh, I think two or three others did, but because it was so early on and he was pushing those tires so much, he completely lost it.
1: Yeah, and our homeboy literally is out on lap three, and his teammates in P one.
0: Yep, and you know, for people that are doing fantasy Formula One teams right now, you're probably like Carlos Sainz is the easy one. Like he's the steady one. He's the one that yeah. Doesn't yeah. he's level-headed? He doesn't make mistakes, so it was really surprising to see that happen. He
1: is Mr. We we joked last year. Everyone was like, "Lando is Mr. Consistency," but then he dropped off. The he dropped off in the second half of the season. Carlos yeah. showed consistency the whole season. He was yeah. good races one and two this year. We're like, he's a safe bet. He is good. That is who we should have on our team. And no, he crashed. Like, would not have saw that coming.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And uh, this is something that we touched on a little bit. But Caitlin, he in the post-race interview, he said that he misjudged it. He was really hard on himself. He shouldn't have made a mistake like that, like pushing those tires so early on. Um, but do you think that the pressure is starting to get to him a little bit?
1: I think so. Unfortunately, and I'm thinking like maybe. Maybe he hasn't been told the pressure from like Ferrari management. Like I doubt they're gonna go up to him and be like, hey, you're starting to slide into the second seat. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they won't be like that, especially at this point. Um, but he's thinking it, um, and he's interpreting what they're thinking, which is always a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Um, but so he's putting pressure on himself to try and match Carlos, um, Charles. Their names are very similar. <laughs> I, I don't think. Mind. <laughs> So he's trying to match Charles, but I think Charles is in a league of his own. Am I surprised that I don't think they would give preferential treatment no. to Charles, but I also know they treat. They think of him as their up-and-coming star, right?
0: Yeah, and so. you actually said it perfectly. So the Sky News post-race interviews, Mateo was saying that, you know, really concerned for Charles. Uh, sorry, Carlos, I just did the exact same thing. For <laughs> <you>. uh, <laughs> so concerned for Carlos and but also has this faith of like he'll bring it back like Carlos will get it but he also restated that they're gonna let the boys race like there's no team orders and if mm-hmm. Carlos is at pace then they'll have to decide then and figure it out between the two of them kind of thing so interesting. that's interesting but I think what you're saying about him being the shining star like there was this really interesting angle that Sky News got of Matea and Charles hugging just before they went and took the giant team photo and you can tell that like that re- I don't even know was, I don't know if it was just like the eye contact or how Matteo was looking at him or, like it just is like this team is being built around Charles 100% no doubt about it it's happening for Charles and they see glory in him right like the glory that this team hasn't been able to get since the fashion metal days um so I, I don't, yeah, I don't know.
1: I am really worried for Carlos. I know he was, he was doing so fine last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should,
0: I guess, celebrate the incredible drive by Charles. We should. He didn't do anything
1: wrong. Seriously.
0: I know. He, uh, I don't, he, he just like was kind of by himself. Most of the time leading there was after one, I, I don't know if it was a safety car virtual safety car restart where it
1: looks like max oh, max bit- could almost get him yeah 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 but charles no, he had held him off he defended and then he started building a gap and he was like okay you're you're fine yeah and <laughs> well, it wasn't just like don't that- blow the lead by crashing into anything is all he had to do
0: exactly and it wasn't like one of those like oh it's a second gap with you know Red Bull right behind him it was like five seconds <laughs> okay.
1: yeah, yeah like, like- their, their car is the best yeah I would definitely say um and he's super confident in the car
0: yeah so, so he can fly it into those corners without any yeah. fear and that's something that's been interesting I find this season with all the issues with the purposing and all the other shit that's going on that you really see like the mental game of the driver and how important it is, because if they mm-hmm. don't trust the vehicle, which is a mental thing, because even though you might be like, yeah, this car is perfect. We ran it through all the tests, but if you don't trust it, it's just, you can't push yourself and your mind to be able to like take those turns, take those risks in the way that you want. So he had a great race really. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, <laughs>
1: Are we looking at the world champ for this year, Caitlin? What are your thoughts? I think he's, I will put my money on, which I don't have right now. I'll <laughs> put my money on him being the mid-season leader. Okay. I think it'll be closer racing for the second half of the season. Will they be able to catch him because he keeps building a lead like this from the first half? I don't know.
0: Mm, that's a good point that's a very good point yeah I think unless you know there's a lot of bad luck in the the, the next few races uh that Charles will run with this and run away with it a little bit
1: Uh, yeah I, I think he already is right right and like he he mentioned Albert Park isn't an easy track for him historically and normally favors um some of the other teams but here he is just like just not doing anything wrong and he's the best car on the track so if he's not saying like oh this is going to be my easiest track to win but he can still win kind of almost looking that easily (laughs) (laughs) oh something that happened in the interviews I was watching um he said something to someone where he's like yeah this was the first race we were able to control the pace um and it might have been Will Buxton took it he's like oh that ominous warning first race we could control <laughs> it's like, do you think it's just a choice of words sir <laughs> probably but, was not a choice of words <laughs> I don't know looking into stuff too much he's working with Netflix too closely maybe
0: <laughs> I mean accurate accurate that's a possibility uh the next sort of cluster or like a topic I wanted to mention was just that McLaren is doing better
1: maybe (laughs) they did better this race than they have for the first two races combined yeah so this was the first double points
0: finish of this season Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: is so good and like I mentioned Lando finished p4 uh he did not have the best start but he held on to like enough track position um that they ended up finishing the points which is so great um but yeah I don't know. Towards the end Danny was just a lot speedier and I don't know what was going on with Lando's car because there was a lot of radio chit-chat between Danny and the McLaren team and they were like don't put pressure on him something's wrong with his vehicle.
1: Why Why would they give that order though?
0: I think it's because you don't want to lose both cars right because one of the drivers was like applying pressure so then he had you know oh. lando has to push more and then the car overheats and then dies and then they lose one car to out of the points which is like not good it's better to just have both cars finish
1: like yeah but they could have just like and i wonder if they didn't want danny to push cuz they thought he'd get into the same issue as lando is in cuz yeah. that would make sense to me but like don't pass him because he'll race you i don't th- like they could have told lando just be like okay you're slow as fuck so let danny pass <laughs> like that could have been a team order yeah it wasn't so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh
0: the post-race interviews we gotta talk about these boys attitudes and they so yeah, the they're so they're black
1: and white they are complete opposite ends right now
0: yeah so lando uh this guy sports one he was like being his cheeky i would say like dry humor self but he was basically like we don't know anything still he was just like i think that this climate just suits the car better Mm -hmm. but just doesn't seem very optimistic about anything because he's like you don't understand how much work there is to be done like all this stuff and I'm like yeah but you finish the points like judging where you were at the beginning of the season like two races ago where all of us were like oh my god what
1: happened Mm -hmm. it's like it's just a that's a glass half empty mindset a hundred percent yeah versus Danny Rick showed some optimism because they're like Would you have seen us getting this? Like, if you asked us back in Bahrain, if we could have gotten this result, we would have laughed in your face. Mm -hmm. So obviously something got better. Duh, yes, that's glass half full. Danny, Rick, he was wearing a mask in the interview. The only driver to show up wearing a mask, respect. COVID's not done yet. Yeah,
0: COVID's not done yet. And we also know that these drivers, if they get sick, they could be out for multiple weeks, like Sebastian Vettel. So it's just not Mm -hmm. worth it. But I- (laughs) I don't know. We know that there's so many people that need to, there's so many things that still need to be done to the car, but I think Danny work just being so positive is so good because we know these freaking engineers and mechanics are working their ass off yeah. trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with the car. Right. So I don't yeah, know.
1: It, it, it comes across as like a little bit. Um, yeah. Just like unthankful from Lando for like the amount of work that's happened in the past, from the past three races, how much yeah. their team has tried to work to change something.
0: Yeah, exactly that. It, it's not the vibe of Lando no,
1: Not not great. Uh, but um okay, yeah, moving on. Next group, I guess. <laughs> the Mercedes guys. Um, yeah, it looks like their reliability and strategy is good thing. Um they finished third and fourth. So good.
0: Yeah, Not what they were expecting at no. all. No.
1: And like in the interviews, I think it was George less saying like we're the fifth fastest car on the track this weekend. So behind the Ferrari, the Red Bull, the Alpine and the McLarens. And yeah, they still finish up with the three, four, because I think it comes down to their reliability and their strategy. So and good luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that this was the first race where I felt that the car did have some pace in them. So George was running, and actually um Lewis towards the end, which then led to another sort of situation, which was difficult. But they were in like the one twenty ones and then getting even quicker towards the end. And I think maybe it has that tires to play with it too, less fuel, the tires, whatever. But Lewis was getting really fast, like almost on par with the Red Bulls. So they, something seems to be going well. Um, we should also note that Lewis was actually had an additional, um, this didn't, okay. So this was the weight additional weight on the car, obviously not surpassing like the limitations. They added a bunch of sensors and stuff to his car, um, to try and figure out, I think it was like an additional 1.5 kilograms worth just to figure out like what was going on and how they can pull more data. Because if anyone was paying attention this week, total wolf was saying that uh they're testing the car in the wind tunnels and what they're getting there is different than what they're seeing on the track and they don't know why so it's making it difficult for them to figure out like what they need to make in terms of changes and how to develop it and more um if you're <laughs> probably on the youtube video right now but if you're listening clover made an appearance a sweet angel
1: she's so sassy
0: she's so sassy i'm so cute
1: um, but, you- but, um, yeah, I guess like interesting that they are trying to figure out why they're not meeting their wind tunnel results. because Yeah. Not great. Right.
0: So hopefully they can learn something this time around. I think Lewis did have a bit of a different setup than George. And I think they're just doing that. Of course the drivers have like different steering wheels and slightly different setups, but in general, it seems like Mercedes's plan is just to like see, what's going on and trying to compare the two against each other Mm -hmm. um there was like a weird moment and this was taken like super out of context now because he clarified in another interview but we all of a sudden you know there's like a few laps left but lewis is getting really really quick and then we hear you guys put me in a really difficult position and i was like what is this about because at this point Sergio Perez was in P2, George was in P3, Lewis is in P4. This is honestly the best finish that they could ask for, but it was
1: weird. (laughs) Yeah. Like my head, when I heard that, I'm like, Oh, does that go back to like how, how, why they pitted Lewis first? And they were thinking to pit George second, but then there was the safety car in between, which no one could have foreseen. And I'm like, why would you say that Lewis? Like I, I thought that's what my head went to that situation. I'm like, you know, they couldn't tell, like, why would you bring that up? So is that what it was about?
0: No. And that's the issue. Mm. So in the post-race interview, he said that he was annoyed that the engine was overheating. So even though he was getting super, super quick and like starting to beat George in paste, his engineers and the tech team were like, no, slow down. Because again, it seems like a similar issue to Lando and Danny it was like chill because we don't want your car to die
1: interesting because this is the same
0: power unit same power unit yeah and i didn't even make that connection until we were talking about it right now but
1: we
0: mm. I mean, couldn't chase george but other than that he's like he seemed fine in the interviews that i saw okay
1: good yeah that makes more sense because i'm <laughs> like Louis, you are experienced you know no one can tell
0: yeah no one can control like, it's just bad luck
1: that you pitted before the safety <laughs> sorry exactly
0: and also this is for our listeners which team I've been looking at our stats so Caitlin and I as we mentioned we're just like looking at stuff now trying to see what we can do with our little podcast here and we get over 600 listens a month and we appreciate you guys we appreciate y'all so much which is why I'm hoping one of you can tell me why people in the UK say mega a lot. <laughs> in Georgie's interview, he was, he said something, something, like, yeah, it was mega. And I'm like, mega. What? Like, what? Why are we saying? Like... <laughs> I don't like, understand.
1: Is this just like a thing that's said with the British motorsport community? Maybe it's just like, Everyone says it and you learn when you're karting growing up in the system.
0: Yeah. And we just don't know what it means. Like, I, it doesn't mean that it was like beyond great, like the most amazing. I have no idea. So we know that uh, there's a good percentage of you
1: in Europe. So please <laughs> let us know what the hell is me. And if it's like commonplace to say it or if yeah. it's just this motorsport community.
0: Exactly. We need to know. Uh, the next topic is Red Bulls pain units. See what I did there instead of power units, pain units. <laughs> okay. She doesn't, she doesn't love it, but I'll take it. It's good. I like, yeah. So Max, um, was the first in on lap 19, of 58 to go on softs. And I think all of us were thinking, okay, this is great he'll be able to chase charles a little bit more and there could be like more fun because press is doing a lot of work at the back uh, behind him but
1: we were wrong with that one too yeah i like i think hella surprising again to see max ends up with another dnf man his power unit goes off um, and he has to get off track and the car turns off and there's smoke and then there's a fire and the fire people have to put it out. Two DNS in three races. It is just, I don't even know what's happening here. You know what I
0: mean? And uh, initially, like I, I thought it was the power unit again. um, But we do know after uh, in the post-race interviews, Christian Horner was saying he doesn't think it's the power unit. He thinks there's something with the engine fluid. But maybe, Maybe. because Max
1: did say he smelled fluid.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's shit. You know, for someone that's coming in, sort of defending his title, he doesn't even
1: have the opportunity. He's in in sixth right now in the driver's championship. (laughs) He's behind Lewis Hamilton, and Lewis hasn't like raced him (laughs) really once this year.
0: Yeah. That's actually such a good point. Like Lewis has not been racy and even George who's second George right is, the way, is just, none of this makes any sense because apparently like they're not in a competitive car. Right. So it's, I don't know what is going on with those vehicles. Um, but Max of course said that the current situation is unacceptable and he's clearly frustrated. Um, and he also said in the interview that I was listening to, he's not even thinking about the championship because He's like, we can't even, I can't, like, even, finish can't even finish a race. Freaking race. Yeah. <laughs> so why am I even going to think about winning that thing if we can't even finish a race? Uh, he also mentioned there was no pace and that he couldn't push, which is true because we did start to see that gap between him and Charles just start to extend and like, like mm-hmm. they need to understand why. Um, but of course, as soon as he went off, you know, Perez ends up in P2. But well,
1: I, I, I remember hearing Perez being like, well, what happened with yeah. that? Exactly. A very important question. And they're yeah. like, Oh, don't worry. It doesn't apply to you. And I'm like, so what's really the difference between their cars? Um, and are you lying to, or are they so similar? And you're lying to Prez and like literally putting him in his car. <laughs> just <the> hoping. <laughs> yeah. I don't it, like it either way. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think that, um, we did know something was up with the car and because just even before the race started, they were working on Max's car, which is really unusual. Like typically, You know, the car is good, you have it and it's just chilling, you're just keeping the tires warm, but they were working on the vehicle, so something was wrong. Um, but we just don't know what. And I agree for them to be like, Yeah, like don't worry about it, it's not you, but it's like, I mean, press has good reason to worry because he also DNF'd. I know. (laughs)
1: Well, and the thing is, it's like you could probably tell him to be like, Hey, it was or encode whatever code you want to talk to him in, be like it was related to the change we made on Max's car. So that's why it doesn't relate to you rather than, cause if someone tells me, and I'm going let's say I'm a theoretical F1 driver and my engineer is like, oh, don't worry, it doesn't apply to you. I'll be like, bullshit, <laughs> tell me what happened? I would be so scared. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Um, but he, you know, did a really well job Perez and managing his tires. Uh, there were a few points where George was getting pretty racy and on his tail we will say at this point the gap to Carlos was like 20 I mean Charles Charles, Charles, oh my god Charles 20 seconds by the end yeah it was a lot it It was was a lot uh so it was Perez just trying to keep George at bay but Mm -hmm. he kind of had a bit of a lonely race after that when I think George was also told to like chill because of Lewis's issues with his power unit (laughs) or like Mm -hmm. engine that was overheating so um he finished in p2 which is a great performance for Perez but he the first thing he came on the radio and said was like oh that's too bad for Max
1: mm-hmm. which I was
0: like dude you finished p2 like these are the things that you wanted to do in all of your years in the midfield
1: like this is amazing you should celebrate for yourself right it's all I found it a very interesting dynamic from Perez because he did come from very midfield bottom in yeah. the midfield um and now he's in a top tier car and he says he wants to win the world championship, but he's like, he, I don't want to say this actually, but I will. He's <laughs> like such a good sidekick for Max. Yeah. He's so caring. He wants to make sure he's always okay. Um, And like, he, I think he must know deep down that Max will always kind of be the favorite and the uh-huh. one. So how do you tie that into like, I want to win the world championship? It's just okay. like, I don't know how he's actually thinking. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I also, I don't know if they're,
0: they're both air signs. So there's maybe some like <laughs> compatibility there that wasn't there with the other ones. I don't know. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I wish
1: you would celebrate more in the moments that he. Yeah, give himself some more credit. Like him and Carlos. Yeah.
0: They're
1: both pretty, like they don't give themselves enough credit.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, I thought what was interesting is um, Perez at the end of the race. Lewis and him were kind of going back and forth and he said that Lewis always races hard, but is always fair. So I heard that too. very interesting. <laughs> Looking at you, Max. I'm just kidding. Um, but I don't know, Caitlin,
1: where the hell does Red Bull go from here? Because yeah, like <laughs> what is that yeah, mean? no, it's a good question. And like, so we're three races into a 23 race season. Yeah. Um, Max hasn't finished two. Cheko hasn't finished one i think yeah um and like max isn't too angry in the interviews from what i've seen but he's like yeah it's disappointing like we need to get this figured out um maybe that's because we're only three races in but if this continues past this next maybe string of races like What's does he get more angry like i don't think he can come back if he waits much longer i don't know if he can even challenge the championship
0: yeah so right now uh Charles is 30 plus points clear of Georgie who's in second um mm-hmm. and we know that that gap is it's really hard to make up especially because we have no idea like it seems like the Ferrari is just
1: on a totally other- yeah and it, they are not having reliability issues or concerns so if he finishes a race he's probably going to get a significant point haul, versus exactly. the Red Bulls having reliability issues and getting zero points yeah it's
0: interesting and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a little bit because Christian said something where actually, you know what, let's talk about it now. So Christian in a post-race interview. And I'm so like, I need to know what you think. He said, I'd rather fix a fast car than try and make a reliable, slow one fast. We need
1: to get on top of it. So I think it's a bit of a, you you really don't have either either, Christian. (laughs) That's my first thought. You're not the fastest and you're not reliable. You're not some, like, I don't know. Reliability, I think should count for a lot. Cause if you can't finish a race, as Max said, you can't even think about going and trying to win more points.
0: Yeah. I think it's so funny because I know that we all have it in our heads that Christian's always talking about Mercedes So I was thinking this is a bit of a dig at Mercedes, but even then Mercedes is second in the constructors right now, right? Right behind
1: Ferrari. The the reliability is great for them. Even with a slow car, they're getting in third and fourth because of people's unreliable cars (laughs) ahead of them.
0: And they're getting these surprise podiums. So it's like, I don't know if that's true. I do understand to some extent what he's saying in terms of like, there's that engine freeze, right? Until 2026. So you can't really make any adjustments there. But I also think that this is just like a dumb thing to say because it's, it's not true. (laughs) If your car is not reliable,
1: you won't get anywhere. Yeah I think like I don't know are you just saying that to say something in an interview because it didn't need to be said (laughs) it's not true you could have just been like yeah we need to work on the car's reliability.
0: Yeah exactly that's it not say the slow car thing because I'm like that doesn't matter because it's also not true if he's thinking about Mercedes because Mercedes was showing pace today at towards the end of the race where it was like Oh, okay. There's something in this car. It's not where well, Ferrari even, is, but yeah,
1: even if they started slow in Bahrain, we're a race three and they made some significant improvements.
0: Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, Caitlin and I will be like 90 years old and Christian Horner will still be around somehow and we'll still be making things, saying things that don't make any sense to us. So that's <sighs> our boy. Um, Keeps our job interesting. <laughs> The next sort of group that we want to chat about is Aston Martin, another weekend that they want to forget a, eh? like, this was not
1: it. No, and all. it's that because it's the first weekend we have set back, right? Yeah. And I know he was causing some, <laughs> some interesting situations the whole weekend, right? Like he broke his scooter around the track. He got fined for that. Yeah. Um, he crashed, I think in one of the FPs, um, he crashed in the race which seems pretty uncharacteristic but i guess like if he was sick for a few weeks getting back into things like it's the first race back so okay okay yeah you can crash on this race (laughs) but get it together next time said but yeah not a great weekend from him and then stroll was almost getting into points at um some points in the race but didn't in the end so again less than mediocre and Like, just all around Aston Martin's forgettable right now. So forgettable.
0: And the only reason why they're not is because they keep making like accidents. So it's like you can't really forget what's going on with them. But yeah, like I felt so bad for Seb because they, you know, in the post race interviews, he's like, there's just so much that's wrong with this car. Like, it's not even, and I, I don't know who was interviewing him, but they asked like, okay, well, like what thing? And he's like, no, there's so many things and it's like ugh, you just like the pain the pain yeah. exists. and then the only clarification I guess that Lance made was that you know the balance wasn't great but even when he was in the points he was like so close to causing so many accidents like he was weaving
1: on the street which you're not allowed to do yeah so interesting note on that so the weave I didn't see but yeah. I saw it and I'm like yeah he like it was weaving and you deserve a penalty for that but he also I guess um this I saw he pushed Valtteri as Valtteri was trying to pass him he pushed him off the track yeah um, and you should be penalized for that too and I guess it happened a few laps later between two other people and it went into like a serious investigation but nothing happened with this role and we're seeing FIA consistency already after all the fixes they tried to make <laughs> I'm like you guys don't allow this to start up again <laughs> but anyways yeah so he probably should have been penalized twice yeah but. So, so it's like is Lance kind of being desperate right now I don't know
0: well that's another thing it's like how long can this last like this because this is three races in and we know like yes the season's long whatever but we've talked about this even last episode where when they were racing point, they were like top of the midfield, right. With Sergio Perez and even Lance freaking Lance that I'm on a podium. It was a random podium, but he, it happened. And I don't know, like Aston Martin's just really fallen and maybe it's the regulations. Maybe it's the
1: new team. I don't know. here's, Here's a hot take. I've seen articles online that they're like under the direction of Lawrence Stroll. They're not going anywhere. So I was like, <laughs> See, we don't love that. Um <laughs> it's very interesting though, because kind of, kind of, yeah. They need to and they, like Otmar, their team principal is gone now. Um, and he's with Alpine, who's killing it, kind of, kind okay. of. <laughs> More so than the Martin. Um, so you don't keep your good people not surprised you're not doing that well. And like. They brought in Mike crack. I think it was his yeah. name. Yeah. Um. Nothing really is showing from that potential so far.
0: <laughs> Something's going on. All right. And they got to figure it out because it's not looking so good. And I genuinely thought that like, okay, they won't, you know, Aston Martin will be like midfield for maybe another two more years and then get I think like- they're last. They don't have any points. No, nope, Right now they're dead last. Hmm because
1: even Williams gets a point now
0: about the third point which we should talk about freaking Alex Alban. oh my
1: god <laughs> so I was watching the race and he's saying like 13th and 14th I'm like come on I just need like one of the people on my team to get some points from this race and then you see him in 11th and then he's up to ninth and I'm like Ooh, it could be Alex. Go, Alex, come on, come on. And then they're like, yeah, but he has to pit because he has to have at least two tires in a race. Like, Alex, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, so at this point, it was lap 57. He was in P7, doing like fairly well. And we were like, he has to go in or that. Like, I don't even know what happens. You either get penalized or you can either get like disqualified even. So it's like all over the place. And even the commentators weren't sure. Um, But he...
1: Went in lap 57 out of 58. Like, he's made it 99% of the race on his set of hard tires. He is going to be the new, um, like tire management king going yeah. forward.
0: Seriously, and then he comes out, and we're thinking, okay, he's gonna end up without the points because that's also what the commentators were saying. They're like, there's no yeah. one he ends up in P10. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he should have probably gone back after getting out of the pit straight to like a few places down, like eleven or twelve or well, whatever. Yeah. But I think it was Stroll holding up maybe the rest of the pack in yeah. a train, and he Albon got out before that train, so he ends up with the point. P ten, baby. P ten. thrilled Good job, Alex. Yeah. He was super job, humble awesome. in his interview afterwards too, and I'm like. <laughs> So you you like that was pretty amazing what you were able to do with the tires. He said, "Yeah, I didn't. We don't know why we could do that. We're gonna have to figure out why we could <laughs> do that." Oh god. He also mentioned that the car does really well on the
0: C two tires so with the hard, and he joked about the fact that that's what they need to run
1: in everything in free practice in the qualifying, <laughs> the rest of the racing. Which okay, we will keep this in mind, and everyone listening, keep this in mind when we see the C two tire available. Do we see Williams run it for as long as they can and have a different strategy <laughs> than everyone else? I'm just, I'm just. Let's all take a look for that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We should keep an eye out for that. Oh, you made this note. He said Monica
1: will be a problem. Yeah, he said he's not looking forward to. Monica. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good point. Well, I mean, like, let's see. Maybe just like, I might not have him on my grid rival team for Monica, but one race can change. um
0: I thought in general having Alex like run it for as long as he did and then even with the idea that okay he might have to pit and he'll come out in p11 or whatever I honestly thought it was such a good morale boost though for Williams like if you come Mm -hmm. off of Nicholas Latifi two races in a row having like accidents that are so expensive the cost cap all that kind of crap to then have Alex just like do just so well and show that the car can do something. Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's Nicholas who's not showing anything. There's Alex who's like the car can do something. If
1: we're on the hard stuff, yeah, like and they they wanted Alex because he is a good driver and he's showing yeah. them that like with a good driver and this like decent car. Um he can make some magic work for that. And that's exactly what they wanted. So props to them for getting him on board even though I know I was a little bit skeptical at the beginning.
0: I mean, I still think he's
1: probably going to try and get to Red Bull. Jump shit back to Red Bull. Of, course, of course, of course. But um, do some good for Williams in the meantime. Um, yeah, it, it, it was really cute on the F1 TV post-race. Like Alex was interviewing and then Lando actually comes up. And like, we know they're really good friends. Um, yeah. And I guess Lando had no idea how close Alex was actually to them. Because um, he didn't finish that much further down than the McLaren's. No. And then he's like I was watching like this race happen. And then he's like wait what position did you finish in? He's like I got points. I got P10. And exactly. he's like whoa, you actually saw this racing happen. <laughs> and then he found out like during that interview too that Albon pulled off the 57 lap um tire management. He's like what? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's huge. It was a re- it was really cute to see actually, so I love watching them. I wish there should be more interviews with like the drivers going together. That'd be interesting. I, especially this like new sort of era of dudes, right? Because they're
0: such good friends. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's exciting to see them all happy for each other. And I think, for, yeah. like you said, Alex would be back in a car and doing well. He was the one person. I know that a friend of mine, her partner was at a bar and he was like, who should I have on my team? I'm like, Alex is one to watch for because He's a very good driver, right? And if they have a good car, mm-hmm. they'll be in a good spot. And today he really showed that he can do it. So Truly.
1: totally wild strategy, but it worked for them. And everyone keep an eye out for the trucks that have good C2. <laughs> no.
0: And see how well it's. <laughs> uh, the strategy that worked out so well for them though, uh, I guess like to counter freaking Fernando Alonso. This shit like broke my heart because he, We know that the Alpine was fucking fast this weekend. It was.
1: It was a speedy car.
0: And he did so great in qualifying, um, minus the accident, obviously. So he was doing really, really, really well. And then the accident, it's fine. It's fine. But it showed that the car had pace, like that they could be very competitive. And you and I talk about this earlier on in the season where the Alpine Renault engine was the one that we did not know what was going to happen because there's no benchmark, right? Like we couldn't say... Oh, well, you know, other cars have it. So this must be it. There's Mm -hmm. no other cars have it. So that's really, really hard to tell what was going to happen, but it's just like, it's done really, really well. And I was very, very sad for Fernando. He was running in the points, racing Lewis, racing George, everybody like pretty consistently. Um, but then they pitted him and because they had to, (laughs) And when they did that, it seemed like the pace in the car just like died. I don't know what it was, but he ended up finishing like way farther down. He finished
1: P17, I think, like the last of the finishers.
0: Yeah. For someone that in qualifying was hitting like P4 outside of the accident. That's really devastating. So he, in a post-race interview, was obviously upset. He was just like, he was quick enough to get on a podium and I was like, was he, like, he initially said five, six, but with Max retiring, he was like, I could for sure have gotten on a podium. And it just made me sad because we, I don't know. He just had such a good weekend. like, just such a big L for him, but.
1: And it's just like the amount of, I guess, gossip that traveled the paddock um, with like how poorly he ended up this weekend. Like Lando made a really kind of sna- sassy, snap. <laughs> what did he comment. say? He's like, I really want to interview Fernando after that race and say how he feels. And I was like, "Fernando, respect your it? elders, God." But yeah, yeah, like everyone was surprised to see kind of how far he fell. Yeah, this.
0: super. It was it was a rough pill, and I think that you have him on your
1: team, don't you?
0: I have him on my team, and it's been like multiple races in a row where he just hasn't been able to do. As well, but today was just so 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 great that I was like, oh yeah, today's gonna be fine, and it just wasn't. I was not even expecting like a big points finish. I was like, just in the points, anywhere just in the points would be fine. Just didn't yeah. happen. Um, but I think what's exciting is that he's still, you know, he's a lot older. He left the the sport and came back, and he's just so still driven to win. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I'm gonna win, and I'm like, that's the freaking great like that passion. But he's a he's so Leo. Little. He's gonna fight for that.
1: Fight for the glory. Yeah, that's true. Fight for the glory. (laughs) So I saw um, there was memes online about this race for Spain was pain. (laughs) (laughs) Spain without the S for both Spanish drivers this weekend. It was not a good Spanish weekend. It was just not. It really wasn't.
0: Uh, Okay, so the end results were... Charles Leclerc with the grand slam, um,
1: yep, that- fastest lap, um, pole point, pole position. He won the race by over 20 seconds.
0: <laughs> is the- like I said, Charles's glory. He is really showing that he's a world-class driver and mm-hmm. that everyone else needs to wake the F up because if they want to even touch him right now, they're going to have to work a lot harder. Um, in P2 was Perez, P3, freaking Georgie Russell. Love to see it. First Mercedes podium,
1: isn't that the second oh, I... that Lewis? Lewis oh. got... Yeah, yeah, he got because George got fourth in that other race, right? But yes, you're right. George's I'm
0: first boring. podium as a Mercedes driver.
1: Good job, George.
0: <laughs> Huge
1: first of many.
0: Yeah, first of many. Um, Lewis, like I said, P4. And Lando, P5. Danny, P6. Also great for the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Probably so happy. Aspan in P7. Valtry in P8. Pierre Which, okay, can we touch
1: on Valtteri for a little bit? Yeah. I didn't know if he'd be able to pull off points. Because actually Valtteri is... He's the typical Valtteri right now. Yeah, Yeah. Not the overtaking king.
0: No, and it's so funny that you say that. Because even... Like we know he'll finish in the points, but it's like, if he just was a little bit more elbows out, cause we know they have a Ferrari engine. I feel like, yes, the car setups are different. We all know that, but the engines are making the biggest difference here right now. So he could be higher up than just, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, but I don't know what it is. It's his driving style. He's
0: just not elbows out. He's not, do it. <laughs> he's not the kind of guy. Um, no. Anyways. Yeah, Pierre in P10, I felt bad that we didn't talk about him too much. Like P9, P9. P9, P9, Sorry, P9. P9. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Pierre, even with him, there were some like racy moments, but he pretty much stayed consistent. Yeah, Yeah, like the best he can do in that car. Um, (laughs) Alex Albon finishing the points at P10, which we're so happy for him. Um, Guan Yu Zhou again what is like this young driver is really showing that he deserves to be in Formula One um P11 Stroll, P12 also not great um Mick Schumacher P13 and Kevin Magnussen P14 this was surprising to me what has happened with Haas
1: I think it's just it's not their circuit Magnussen made a few mistakes too I think so did Mick yeah um they both kept- they still have a good car. Like, they wouldn't have gone that far backwards. And if they did, they can reverse it by changing whatever they changed. They'll be yeah. fine.
0: Uh, Yuki, also not great. P15. You know, the one thing Caitlin and I always say is that if you've got two drivers, you want them to be fairly close. And having Gasly in P9 and Yuki in P15, not very close. Not good. Um, and that same goes for Nicholas Latifi, who finished P16 with his teammate finishing. Okay, this is the issue with Nicholas Latifi. Nicholas Latifi's been at this team now for like four years. Four years. Yeah. Alex is coming in new and is finishing in P10.
1: Because Latifi's not the level he should be at for F1, to be honest. There's other racers that could have that seat.
0: Yeah, no, we Politics
1: comes into play and it's a piss off we
0: need Nicholas latifi to leave it's time it is time um and then unfortunately in 17th fernando alonso like we said devastating for him but the only people that I'm probably worse for is the dnfs which was carlos sainz sebastian vettel and max verstappen just so sad so okay. sad um you made this note and you're not the only one to mention this by the way I was on Twitter people who are not happy with that yeah
1: yeah so and I thought because like I don't know I'm old now and I'm like am I just technologically incompetent they're not showing the podium on the F1 TV feed and I'm like going between like um the race channel and the post-race channel and both are just this helicopter over Melbourne just helicopter sounds I'm like where the fuck is the podium <laughs> you guys i want to see this and turns out you had to like go to the globe um, option so the international channel off of the main feed and i was like I this has that. never been the case before so and weird. i missed the whole podium
0: <laughs> that is so weird um <laughs> who did that that was that's- it's so funny though because I was on Twitter and everyone's like what the hell is going
1: on they need to fix this app and then to see Caitlin put it in the notes too to be like what is going on I was just like because what it was like midnight twelve thirty for me over here yeah. and I'm like I couldn't even see the podium why am I awake come on
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't miss much there was a very happy Charles Leclerc um, some champagne and uh, I don't know. It was it was just a like regular old podium. The trophies are kind of weird, hey? They're like giant well, have-
1: plates almost looking like things. So someone's, like they're supposed to be golden flip-flops on the um, championship one, isn't there? On Charles's? I have no idea. Yeah.
0: Definitely look at that one
1: because I was like, I don't know what this is,
0: but it was cool to see George like take it. And it's interesting because it's like, oh, I, I definitely see a leader in this man. He's going to be at Mercedes for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. So you had the weird camera issues with the podium or whatever. I had camera issues where they were talking about something. Like they were like, oh, we're going to interview so and so or something. And it was just like the most awkward zoom in on the
1: DJs and the DJ setup. And I was like, why are we seeing this? <laughs> The DJs were not quite playing yet from what I could tell. They were just like almost flustered trying to like figure stuff out. Could <laughs> you remember when Kago was in Mexico? That was cool. Yeah. He was lawless. Of course he was. I love Kaigo. This was, one was kind of messy. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. And then also like, I'm not also just like, okay, if I was a DJ and you're like just setting up, they just finished the champagne, you know, you need to start. And then there's like a cameraman just like basically awkwardly facing and filming your boards. Like, I, I don't know. I just thought it was so weird. I'm like, why are you showing this to me? Yeah. I don't know what the hell is happening. Um, Where do we stand right now in the constructors and the drivers? Yeah. Very.
1: Because oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we know Ferrari and rebel are your faster cars. Yeah. But we have Ferrari way out in front with constructors Mercedes in second because of reliability Christian Horner um and yeah so they're ahead of Red Bull I think is in third yeah um but the gap between Ferrari to Mercedes is I think 39-ish points or something after three races and interesting stat is that Charles Leclerc has enough individual points to be leading the Constructors' Championship on his own. (laughs) That's how much this driver is kicking ass (laughs) this season. Um, And yeah, so we kind of mentioned it, Charles Leclerc first. George Russell sitting in second right now. Wild. Lewis Hamilton's in fifth. Ahead of Max Verstappen in sixth. (laughs) Like, this is a very odd start. (laughs) <laughs> the changers are doing what they wanted which is just creating chaos it's creating chaos I mean, yeah. it's creating chaos i'm kind of hoping that like red bull fixes their reliability so they're challenging charles again and i hope i think mercedes can get up to the fight too. i think we can have a three-way consistent battle maybe in the second half of the season i
0: hope but like you said i think the issue is that if charles is just running away with this it is like no one else exists he right is- now
1: but with 20 races to go in, there's only one direction he can go technically. He can't really go any much in first
0: place. <laughs> so. so we'll have to see what ends up happening there. We have some like fun post race notes, but uh,
1: what was on your end with F1 TV? It was, um, they brought Oscar back, of course, because like, it's his home race too. So he was interviewing everyone alongside Rosanna. Um, it's all, it's kind of fun actually watching them. And when the whole thing between Lando and Alex is going on, you could just hear Rosanna just like hit, like, hit Oscar and be like, hey, this is great. <laughs> this is great content. We love the content.
0: <laughs> um, the Sky nice News team. team that was doing all the post-race stuff, uh, it just looked like a giant party. There were so many people around them which made me fucking terrified for COVID because I'm like, you people need to travel so much. Um, But it just seemed like everyone was just living, you know? And there was this one clip though. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry for this girl. They were interviewing Lando and they were like, Lando, like you had some of the ladies in tears. And I didn't understand what he was saying initially. And I was just like, why were girls crying? Like, I don't understand. They were crying because they loved him so much. And then, and then, they showed this slow motion video of this girl hysterically crying, trying to hand her hat, I think to Lando to get signed while she's like holding her phone. I was just like, this is the most, like, it's not embarrassing because fangirls rule the world. But I was like, if I was this girl to be singled out in that way, I would be like so hard. My feelings would be so hard for so the entire world just saw you cry for lando norris which like i get but i'm also like oh my god couldn't you have shown like maybe
1: six more girls but you just showed this one girl <laughs> <laughs> crying um oh well god. you know at least they still love Orlando and danny even when they're not doing so well so see good fans good fans
0: exactly uh next though we're heading back to imola imola so, so you remember
1: what happened to imola last year right I do not remember what happened in the middle was the first, um, um, Valtteri and Georgie. Oh, the smack we saw. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That was not great. And, um, I think that what we're all excited for though, is that this is where the FOSI fans are.
1: Truly. So Ferrari, I think,
0: I think think we'll be fine <laughs> seriously and it's actually one of the things like now that far is doing well I'm like Caitlin we got to go to Emma to watch a race yeah, truly the fans would be absolutely insane so they've been waiting for this yeah so the next race is in two weeks we will have an episode next week as always because we record weekly um not sure what it'll be about but there will be a race
1: uh, a race you know in- what I'm gonna be um I'm actually going to be traveling that day, but it might be later. I might be able to do this podcast and then go on the plane. <laughs> Typical life, you know. I'm going to go wait, up and wait. see my dad. Oh, crap. Seriously? Yeah. You haven't seen your papa in so long. I know. I get to go up north away from people because Vancouver has too many people.
0: And also, Caitlin's really been absolutely loving her Vancouver experience.
1: <laughs> Mix bag. Mixed bag. <laughs>
0: Uh, well folks, like that's all I have. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we, I can't believe that we just looked at the stats and realized that 600, over 600 people are listening to our podcast every single month. Which- we
1: really appreciate that you guys. And seriously, like if we're talking about stuff you don't care about, let us know. We know. <laughs> we always it up. We're
0: always happy to do that. So please tell us and, uh, follow us on Instagram twitter and tiktok all at get checkered you can also head to our website GetCheckered.com. um we do have an email there if you want to email us you can do that too um what else is there that's happening i don't know it's just like just check us out everywhere because this has been a lot of fun for us to now Mm -hmm. is Imla the first episode that we recorded for it's the second
1: second. but the first race the first race so it's coming full circle (laughs) yeah it's coming full
0: circle okay everyone have a good day Caitlin and I are probably gonna go to sleep um actually Mm -hmm. do school stuff hey my god I mean
1: yeah and then it's nap time
0: there we go okay so we're gonna go sleep um and we'll talk to
1: you in the next one bye